Awesome. Merry Christmas, everybody. God is good, is he not? God is good. Jesus came to this earth, and you, you really, <clears throat> I think it was really good what Sandra just shared. You really can't celebrate his birth when you begin to know him without celebrating his life, and you really can't celebrate his birth and life without celebrating his death and his burial and his resurrection and his ascension. You know, he ascended upon high, and now everything we do on planet earth, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father representing us in all power, dominion, and authority. So we can do everything that his word says we can do. It's an amazing thing. And this morning, <clears throat> we've been on a series this month entitled, A Star is Born. <clears throat> and uh, I've, uh, I've shared a number of things in these last three services, and today I'm going to end this series um, with some things that have kind of come to me over the last maybe two years as I've uh, started out in my second degree, <clears throat> I'm becoming an astronomer, <clears throat> uh, studying the stars, not really, but, but by next year, uh, there's no telling what may go on in this room, you know, <clears throat> but uh, I just, you know, I, I've really become, I, I mean, Years ago, people told me, if you ever go to Israel, it'll change your life. And I thought, nah, piece of ground's not going to change my life. Jesus changed my life. I went to Israel, changed my life. Literally changed my life. Um, been back, changed my life even more. It, there, there's something that's there. Now, it takes the word in you to make the changes, but the impact that Israel had is just I don't know, it's off the charts to me. As I begin to study the stars and see how much the Bible talks about the moon and the sun and the stars in the sky and everything about them, as, I, as I've studied that, it's changed my life. Um, anybody see the moon last night? Man, man, man. I mean, it was like, it was like you could just reach up and grab it. Hmm? And I don't think of a piece of cheese when I think of the moon. <clears throat> I don't know if some people do, but I, I just, it, it, the moon and cheese just doesn't, not, not, not when you study what, just some of the real basic things we've been talking about the last three weeks and what we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> so I want you to know that the information that I'm going to give you is strictly information. You have to study it yourself. Um, I, have a, I have an app that I've downloaded on my, on my phone and on, uh, on my iPad. And, and the, the app is uh, Stellarum, S-T-E-L-L-A-R-I-M.com. And you can go to that, and you can do some pretty amazing things. It takes you, well, it took me a while to understand the app and to figure out how to process it, <clears throat> but it is, um, it's pretty amazing. 
And what you can do is, and what you're going to see today on the screen, is about a five, six minute video explaining to you um, what happened in the sky from before Jesus was conceived until about a year, a year and a half after he was born when the actual magi or the, the men of the, uh, uh, the, the wise men, there actually weren't men of the east, they were men from the northwest that saw a star in the east. They weren't men of the east. There's a lot of things that tradition tells us that are really a bunch of bunk. And, and uh, I mean, you know, they're good with traditions and they're all in the songs and, you know, everybody thinks there were three wise men. They're probably somewhere between a dozen to 25 or 30 of them that traveled together when they came to find Jesus. But they didn't find Jesus. They, they, they were not there at the birth. The Bible's very clear that the wise men, the magi, were there between a year and a year and a half after his birth. And they came to his house and... Then, after the Magi found him in Bethlehem, is when the angel told Joseph to take baby Jesus and get the heck out. Amen? And they got out and uh, stayed out until the next year when Herod died. And so, there's a lot of history um, that I think sometimes gets kind of wrapped up in the season and kind of mistaken. And so, you know, I'm, I, I, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm not against all that stuff. Just, But you'll hear some things. You're going to hear me say some things based on what the Word says that may go against some, some tradition. And so I'm just going to go through and, like I said, and, and give you information. I'm, I'm not an astronomer, um, but I'm I'm understanding astronomy in a greater way than I ever have before on purpose. And so I'm just going to give you some things that I've learned uh, through the years, and you, you'll see some things on the screen. Um, <clears throat> some, and, and, okay, uh, you know, I gave you, I gave you um, that website. Actually, there's an app that you can download in your phone, that Stellarum app. And... Um, you can study that, but you can go, you can go to YouTube or all through the internet and study about the stars, and um, you can find a lot of information out there. But, but the thing that that the takeaway that I've gotten over the last couple of years is that there's a difference in astronomy and astrology. Okay, there's a difference in it, and. Um, as I've studied it, you know, I used to think that astrology was demonic and all kinds of things, you know, and, and all the zodiac signs. Um, I'm a Taurus. I'm a bull. <clears throat> um, and I used to think all that kind of stuff was demonic and whatever. And actually, <clears throat> it's just a bunch of information that's made up from people through the years using animals and different people to that, that, that they were looking up in the sky one night and they saw something that looked like a bull. They saw something that looked like what would be a, a virgin woman, you know, whatever that would look like, you know, um, and, 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 and on and on and on. And, and those um, become what we know in, in this day and time as the zodiac signs, part of the constellation, and there's, in, in the skies that we know of in this, in this earth, there's 88 constellations, and 
a constellation is just a, a section of the sky that has a certain number of stars in it, okay? And, and the zodiacs, you know, people... See, see, the difference... I'll say this. This is my takeaway before I get into the Word right now. My takeaway is this, that astrology is the study of the stars. I mean, astronomy is the study of the stars. Astrology is, is looking to the stars for answer and direction and perspective in life. And that's what you have to guard against. I'm not going to read what somebody throws out there about Taurus the bull, you know, uh, in, in, in the period of time like in my birthday, in the days around my birthday. I, I'm not going to take that and let that lead my life. The Bible leads my life, okay? But there are things, and there's things about what the constellations represent that have to do with what God created. Okay, and so you you can't you you know you if you let if you let the constellations lead your life, then you're going to find yourself over here one day and over there another day, and you might decide to do this because you know you read a fortune cookie little thing and thought maybe that had to do with you know your zodiac sign or whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of things that people come up with. And I'm not making fun of people. And if you've done those things, I've done them. I did them in the past. But what, I, what I've done is I, I've come to a place where I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I want to know God. And I want to be led by His Spirit so I can know things for sure and I don't have to guess about them. You understand? So the things that we're talking about with astrology and astronomy you just have to choose what it is that you're going after. And what we're talking about today is the stars and the planets and the sun and the moon that our God put those in the sky. And He put them there as signs to show us specific things, but not to lead and guide us. That's my takeaway. To some people, it would be worth about a cup of coffee. Anyway, but today I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, it's worth something. So let's look at a few verses of Scripture. We're just going to review, but I have just a few pictures to put up to show you some, some of the awesomeness of God that, I, that I've seen, pictures that have been taken by um, the Hubble, just different Hubble te telescopes and, and shots from the Hubble satellite, um, and um, in Genesis 1 and the first verse, <clears throat> then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Oh, wait a minute, sorry. <laughs> I was reading scripture I was going to get to. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Darkness was on the face of the deep. We have a picture up there of darkness. That's what was there. And I read to you, I shared with you several verses of Scripture in the last few weeks that... <clears throat> that 
there's two treptilian stars, that's two and then 24 zeros in the universe. Two treptilian in the universe. And that's the bottom number. And here's God, I'm like, I'm God, and I'm standing outside the universe looking into everything that is our universe, our solar systems, our solar system, and all the other solar systems in the world, or I mean, in, in the universe. And, and, and the, just the figures that I gave you, the vastness of God, I mean, there's 400 billion stars in our galaxy alone, and there's a hundred billion galaxies in this universe, and there's two treptilian stars, and God knows every one of them, and He named every one of them, and every time one falls, He knows that it fell. That's the God we serve. But He's out here in the outer darkness. The only life there is in, in darkness outside of this universe is God. And he oversees and looks at this universe. And you know what? How many other universes are there? I don't know. Science is beginning to kind of catch up with the fact that there's, there, there are universes beyond this universe. In, in the 1920s, science, in the 1920s, science thought, this is what I've read and what I've studied, that science thought that the only stars, the stars in this galaxy right here in, in, in the Milky Way that we know of were the only stars in the universe. And now they've gone from that to saying that there's a hundred billion galaxies in the universe and there's a minimum of a hundred billion stars in every galaxy. I mean, your mind just goes tilt. It literally goes tilt. What is a treptilian? 24 zeros on the end of a two. And that's how many stars are in this universe. We can't count them. That's how massive our God is. And there was, there was nothing, there was absolutely nothing, and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And he goes on and says several things about the light. But the light that was right then was him. He just lit it up. God just said, light be and light was, and God lit up what we know of is planet Earth and this solar system right here, because that, that's what has to do with us. He just, he lit this whole place up by himself, from himself. God said, everybody say, God is light, okay? So God said, me be and me was. And it was light. And then in verse 14, on the fourth day, he did some things in between there on days one, two, and three. And then on the fourth day, it says, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night 
and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. <clears throat> There's a picture of, that, that's a real picture. You see all the color that's in there. That's from a Hubble telescope. That, that's a, a real picture of the sky. And God created all of that. He created all of those. And just think of the numbers. I mean, you can, that's just one little bitty shot and you see all the stars and the planets and everything mixed in there. And God created all of that. But that's just one little bitty section. I mean, there's billions and trillions and beyond what we can even imagine that God created. It says, it said, and let them be, let what be? Let the stars and the planets, and the moon, and the sun. Let them be for signs, and seasons, and for days, and for years. And astronomists have figured out things that we have today in the days, and the seasons, and the years, and the times, and when things can happen. They've figured these things out, and they're signs for us at different times. And when Jesus was born, when he was born in the time that he was born, the time that he was conceived, and when the Magi found him a year, and a half, a year to a year and a half in from the time he was born, there were lit up stars in the sky. And actually, those stars were, there, there, was, there was a star and there was a planet two different times that were near the moon that lit up the sky to acknowledge the fact that a Savior had been born. But the funny thing about that is, you know, I've always been taught, and I always hear, and there's songs that we sing, about how that the star, that the, the wise men were led by the star. They were led by the star. I don't know, but the problem is I don't see that in the Scripture. I mean, I hear it in the songs, and I think that way, that they were led by that star. But I didn't necessarily see that in Scripture, and that's what I'm going to show you today. There was something that they were after, and the Bible's really clear about what they were after and why they were after it. And as, as, we, as you can read on in this passage right here, it said, and, and, you know, it said these things in the sky... These stars and planets and everything in the sky that God placed there. Um, he said, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens. And the word heavens there is the skies, is the atmosphere above us that he's talking about here. To give light on the earth, and it was so. And then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also, and God set them, he set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. He saw that this was good. Gosh, how awesome that is. He said this was good. And he finished that day. But if he gave these stars and these planets and the sun and the moon, if he gave them for light to light the earth, who were they given for? 
right? Everybody say me. All of that was given to you. So when you saw the moon last night and you looked up there, I mean, the beauty of it, such a clear sky and it was just kind of hanging there. Well, well, Psalm 89 says that 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 moon will never leave. The sun will never leave. I don't care what other people tell you about global warming and, you know, and uh, your air conditioner freon and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter what they say about any of that. None of it's leaving. The sun and the moon are in the sky as a covenant that we have with God. And it'll always be there. Always. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the sun and the moon will always be there because it says it will. People will let you down. Situations will happen here, there, but the sun and the moon are there to remind you that you have a covenant with God and he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. God ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever let you down. So, as I've looked through Scripture and I've read a lot of this, I'm going to read another one to you out of Psalm 19. It's just one verse. The first verse of Psalm 19, it says, The heavens, the atmosphere out here, declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows His handiwork. He placed them. He named them. Two triptillion stars He knows. He has every one of them named. Man. And there's been times like... I was wanting, when my children were little, I wanted something from them, and I couldn't remember one of their names. I mean, he's named two treptillion stars, and he knows every one of them. Every single one of them, he knows them by name. And when one, you see a fallen star coming out of the sky, he knows it. He knows it fell, and he knows what happened. Every single one of them. Do you think he doesn't know about you? He sent a Savior, he sent us Jesus to die for us so that we could live and operate in this life free from the stress and the pressure and the worries of life. I didn't say the stress and the pressure and the worries aren't there. But we could live beyond them. We could live on top of them. They could be under us instead of trying to overtake us all the time. That's the power that we have from Jesus Christ. Amen? And all that stuff in the sky is reminding us that we have it. What you're going to see in a moment on this, I got a little five-minute little video of a timeline, and it's from this app that I was telling you about. <clears throat> it's a little timeline. And, and you can go on this app, and you can type in, uh, you can't type in BC, but you can type in a negative three. And, and, and when you type in negative three in this app, it will take you to what the sky was like. You have to type in that. You have to type in Jerusalem, Israel. That's the closest to Bethlehem. <clears throat> and what you'll see is what the sky looked like the night Jesus was born. And that's what you're going to see here in a moment. It's staggering that they have that technology to know what it was like because because. This solar system works like clockwork. But some things happened in that two-year period of time that haven't happened since. Or one of the things that happened 
it, it's a once in a 500 year time frame that it would happen where the planets would line up and it happened twice in two years. Staggering. But it was to let the world know that Messiah has come. And it was all prophesied to us that these things would happen. In Micah, in the Old Testament, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, it's prophesied, but you, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. It was prophesied that from Bethlehem would come the Savior of the world. It was prophesied years before. And then it was quoted in the New Testament, and we'll read it in a moment, where that had happened. Um, <clears throat> we see just another verse of Scripture that I've, I've already read, just as a reminder before I get into this. In Luke 21, just something that Jesus said. This was right at the, at the end of his life when he, made this, when he made this statement right before his crucifixion. But he said in verse 25, actually just in the first part of verse 25, Jesus said this. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. He was talking about the, the end of his life and then the second coming, that there would be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. And why would Jesus know that? Because there were signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the planets acknowledging the fact that he was being born, right? But Jesus said, there's signs in the stars, the sun, and the moon. They don't lead us. We don't see something, we don't look at a picture or something, you know, sometimes you can see a side of the moon where it looks like you can see some type of a figure or whatever etched in there. And, and we don't, like, pull something out of that and say, well, that means that this is going to happen in my life. I mean, people have done that. People have done that in a way that they thought something bad was going to happen in their life. Freaked them out. There's stories of people getting messages, you know, out of the moon. You're not going to get a message out of the moon. The moon is there to acknowledge the, the messages in God's word that we have a covenant with God. Can you say amen to that? You understand? There's a difference. But listen, we're talking about how can we ignore what he created? How can we ignore what's right above us every day? I'll just ask you a question. How many of you, how many of you, I want to see your hands, in, in the last week that you've stopped in your day, in the night when the sky was clear and it was full of stars and the moon, and you were able to look up and see those things. How many have just stopped, looked up, and given glory to God? How many can say you've done that? A few of you have. I'm just encouraging you, do it every day. Find you five minutes in the day to just look up and think about what we've been talking about this whole month. About, man, that, that song we played last week about magnificent, Gosh, that, that word, I mean, I just, I just hear it from inside of me. He's magnificent. He's beautiful. One of, the, one of the synonyms of that word is breathtaking. He takes your breath away. 
when you look up and you acknowledge how awesome that He is, what can there be in life that is so bad that I'd want to take my life? People are contemplating that all over this day, right now, two days before Christmas. Some of the worst times ever for people. That's why God needs you to be open to be there for people. Listen to the needs of people and pray for people and be open. Because I'm telling you, listen, don't don't let the, the, the cover of the book of a person's life fake you out. Because you open that thing and a lot of times there's all kinds of mess. God wants us to be open to how great and magnificent that he truly is. Amen? He's magnificent. Truly magnificent. So, what I'm going to tell you, and, and we're going we're gonna to look at this, this little video. There's just, there's just some music playing, but there's a scroll going across the bottom of it. And so, read the scroll, and then I'm going to come back and address that. But what I'm going to tell you before you see that, so you don't get mad. I mean, I don't know. Some people get mad about this. Some people get mad about the fact that it's been proven that Jesus' birthday is not the 25th of December. I mean, I mean, let it go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, okay. So if it wasn't the 25th of December and it was a different day, actually, okay, and, and if, you go, if you go and study this, you're going to get a half a dozen different ideas of when the actual day was, Okay. But as I've studied it and the people that I've listened to about it, it's pretty concrete that he was born September 11th. Right during Rosh Hashanah. And it's pretty proven that that's when he was born. Now, you're going to, like I said, if you go study it, you'll get some different ideas about it. But I want you to watch this timeline. And again, this is from the app that I was telling you, that I've been using and studying with. Um, uh, it's from this app, this timeline, and they just they wrote some things across the bottom of it. Um, and let's look at that. I want you to see it. And then we'll, we're going to talk about it in a few verses of Scripture to kind of define what, what uh, everything that they're saying. Um, th- this, this is a picture. When you go on the app, you can, you can set different things, like all the planets will be there. Um, uh, then a lot of the different stars that are named will be there. You can click another button. Then you can click a button for the constellations, all the different constellations. There's 88 of them. And this button has clicked the different zodiac figures, um, in here, and that's what you're seeing in, in the background there, that, that they've, um, they've uh, the, the, you see the, the planets, are, the Jupiter's there, sun's there, um, and you'll see, you'll see a star called Regulus that's going to come in there, and so that's what this is. The background of this is uh, the, the different zodiac signs, okay? 
timeline you saw that where the planet Jupiter and, and one of the names of the planet Jupiter is the king, the king of kings planet because it's the largest planet. It's the king planet, the king of kings because the star Regulus is the king star. And three times in that year period of time, those, that star and that planet came together. That shouldn't happen, but it did. And on the night that Jesus was born, they show it where those two just stood still on the night that Jesus was born. And they came together to let the world know that there was more to life than what they had faced in days past, that Jesus Christ was the life of God coming back into mankind that Adam and Eve had lost in the garden. And I want to read the passage that they had up there in Matthew 2, and I want to point out just a couple of things in this, because, I mean, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm just asking this question, how many of you thought that the Magi, the, the men that they called of the east, actually they were from the northwest and they saw the star in the east. But how many of you thought for years that the Magi were there at the birth of Jesus giving, there was three of them, and one had frankincense and one had, uh, what were they, frankincense, myrrh and, and, uh, and, and gold, yeah, ah, gold, can't forget gold. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's what it is. I had, I had them wrong, so I couldn't remember it. Um, but in all the stories that we've seen and, and that we've read and, and the shows we've seen, those three guys were there. Well, right here in Matthew 2 and verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born, everybody say After. In Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, a lot of people have read that thinking they were looking for him like that night. But they weren't. This was, the, the, as it said right there, it showed the Magi had left and were heading to Bethlehem um, a year after at least a year after uh, Jesus was born. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, I'm just giving you my study on this and what I've seen in Scripture, but also what I've 
read in church history. And um, these, these magi were astronomers. They studied the stars. And in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 11, if you're taking notes, you can write that down and you can go back and look at it. But in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 11, it says that Daniel in the Old Testament, remember Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel? Um, Daniel in the Old Testament was the chief magi. So, 600 years before Jesus, the chief magi, and you have to, you have to look at it in, in Daniel chapter 9, but he prophesied and talked about the coming Messiah in so many words in chapter 9 of Daniel. He talked about the coming Messiah that would save Israel from their sins. Because during that time, Israel was a, was a rough place, and, and, and the Jewish people had, had done a lot of things against the will of God and, and, and the laws of God. And Daniel had gone before God on behalf of the, of the Jewish people asking for their forgiveness and that they be spared. And in that chapter 9... It talks about that there would be the anointed one that would come and liberate mankind. So Daniel prophesies of this coming king. And through the years, for 600 years, as, as I've studied about these magi, these men of the, the these, these wise men, these astronomers who studied the stars. Um, they stayed pretty close to home. All these people did, and and they're in in generationally in in their lineage, many of them just became astronomers. So the the that that magi anointing on their lives was passed down from one generation to the next, and. What I read here in Matthew 2, and this is a year or more after Jesus was born, I want to read this about the Magi and what they were, what they were coming for. I think a lot of people think, you know, they were interested in the star that was in the sky and trying to figure out what it was. I say no. I say they knew exactly what it was. They weren't looking for a star. A star wasn't leading them. They were looking for what was supposed to happen in the stars and the sky that had been prophesied hundreds of years before. And in Matthew 2 here, it says, um, verse 2, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea. Notice, he gathered all these guys together. Didn't say there was three of them. He gathered all them together and probably like 
the, the magi of his group or whatever, you know, the, the astronomers of his world, astrologers of his world. He gathered them all together, but he said, um, where is this Christ to be born? So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for, this, for thus it was written by the prophet. And what did he talk about? What did he read right here? He read what we read out of Micah 5 too. That it was in Bethlehem. So here's what I'm telling you today. These magi knew exactly what they were looking for. They were looking for a Messiah. Listen to me. And the king of kings planet and the king star came together to acknowledge what had been prophesied before. That's my Savior. And it was said in Genesis 1, and it was said in Luke 21, and it was said in Psalm 19, and all the other scriptures that we've read, and many, 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 many more scriptures, how the signs are in the skies because God made that sun, He made the moon, He made all the two treptillion plus stars, and He named every single one of them, and He put them in the sky to light this place up because He loves you and me. That night on September 11th, what we know is 3 B.C., before the Common Era. A Savior was born. Christ the Lord. And He would live. And He would die. A sinner's death with no sin in His life. But you and I could be healed. We could be liberated and free, delivered, and empowered to overcome anything that we face day to day. That's what he gave to you and I. I just can't get enough of that understanding regarding how great that he is, how magnificent, beautiful, breathtaking, glorious, that God is. And you know what? Those words don't mean a lot to us until we take the time to look up. Until we take the time to go to the Word and see what the Word says about the fact that He's real and He's alive and He came for us. To the point that He would move stars and planets and cause them to become still to show the world that the Messiah is here. That He would cause those two stars to come into the constellation when the Magi were looking, to come into the constellation of Virgo, which is the Virgin, into that constellation at the end, the third time when those stars came together, when that planet and that star came together, it came into the constellation of Virgo. So you have, you have the king of kings planet, 
the king star in the constellation of the virgin. And all of those came together to let the world know that a Savior has been born. And that's what Christmas is about. You know, I was in the mall this week and I paid for something and I said uh, to the attendant, Merry Christmas. And they said, Happy Holiday. And I said, Merry Christmas. And they said, Happy Holiday. And you know what? Come on, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, some people think there's an assignment to shut Christmas down. You know, you, you can't shut Christmas down because Christmas is Christ. You know, you can put an X there where the name Christ is and do whatever you want to do, but you can't shut it down if it's real inside of you. So don't get in a fight with some attendant that really is tired of you even being in the store. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've had so many of you come across, and they're about ready to slap everybody. That I mean, you know what? They're going to have a bad attitude. Let them have a bad attitude around you and just be nice. Come on. And don't shove that down their throat and tell them, you know, happy, you know, happy holidays is pagan. So what? So are you if you're acting like that. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't have to be that way. Jesus is real. And when you see that moon, the next time you see the moon, and when you walk out today, I mean, don't look at the sun too long. But when, when you look up and you notice the sun in the sky, that sun, your God put there to let you know he's real and he's got your back. Someone shout amen to that. He's got our back. He's got everything worked out for us. Every situation, <laughs> every situation has already been worked out if we'll tap into him. If we'll tap into him. Let, let, let me just read the rest of this and, and I'll, of this chapter 2 and, I'll, and I'm done. And he said... Uh, the, the, the wise men had been with King Herod, and when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the child was. This is a year plus after Jesus was born. There was that star and that planet even connected very close to the moon. Do you think everybody saw that? You think everybody noticed that? I mean, you'd think they would, but I don't necessarily think they did. I don't think everybody did. I think, I think they were aware of the fact that there's a, there's a Messiah. He's here. This thing we've been waiting for for over 4,000 years has manifested. He's here. This is real. And he said, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, into Mary and Joseph's house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. 
they were talked to, these magi, these astronomers were talked to by God? Absolutely. You know why? These were God-fearing men, and their heritage was connected back to Daniel, who was the chief magi. I tell you what, folks, we got a lineage. Huh? We got a God that's real, that lets the whole world know whatever they need to know. And the stars and the moon and the sky help us, and, and they produce signs at times that we need to remind us that God is real. So the next time you feel stressed, go outside, look up, make sure you're not looking right at the sun like I'm looking at that light right there. <clears throat> Don't be looking right at the sun, but preferably do it at night. And just, man, just give God praise. Can you say amen to that?